0: Apparently, the creator was inspired to create Cloak and Dagger after visiting Ellis Island, which I know, like, sometimes you can get really weird inspirations, but that. Uh, Who knows? That one's a little weird to me. Okay. They first appeared in Harry Potter.
1: Harry Potter?
0: Uh, (laughs) Peter Parker. Same difference, right? Like, they're both. Spider Man? Like, Like, what are you talking about? they first Mikey. no okay they first appeared in the comic peter parker comma the spectacular spider-man number 64 <laughs> okay. so the comic was peter parker <laughs> okay i thought you were saying they first appeared inside <laughs> peter parker and i was like i don't know about that i mean i don't know how the dark force dimension works but
1: <laughs>
0: all right <laughs> let's all get right. the show on the road
1: Hello and welcome to The Young Ones, a podcast about teen superhero teams and why we love them. My name is Charlie and I use they them pronouns. And I'm Mikey and I use he him pronouns. And this is episode 15. I don't have anything to say about it. It's episode 15? One five. (laughs) Yes, congratulations. You can now numbers. (laughs) Round of applause. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's there's many episodes. I, I don't know why. There's a lot of episodes that we've actually done. I mean, I know why because we've done them. But
0: <laughs> this is thrilling. I'm sure our audience is so I'm happy. I'm just saying. Like, I'm okay.
1: I'm easing into it. Do you ever like hear about that? Sometimes, like when you start exercising or something, you have to like ease into it. I'm easing into the yeah, podcast. It's stretching. I'm easing into the podcast, Mikey. Leave me alone.
0: <laughs> Usually, I hear about. I don't you don't ease into exercising. you like ease into a pool, so like it's cold and you don't want to get cold all over. So you ease into the pool.
1: well, I mean, this isn't necessarily stressful, but like no, of a certain standard, I guess, like this, like realistically, the only standard of this podcast is that I laugh a lot. like that is it. <laughs> that's the, and we that's talk a... about comic books and we talk about comic books. Those are the two
0: things there. Put that on our iTunes page, uh I mean. Maybe. So I'm finally (laughs) going to see Black Panther today, finally. Oh, today? You're going today? Yeah. I'm going after we finish recording, actually. All right. I'm going to go get food, and then I'm going to go watch the Black Panther. Well, that's good, because you'll enjoy it. So. Yeah. My friend's like, I've already seen it. Is that a problem? And I'm like, at this point, I'm pretty much sure that I'm the last person on Earth that hasn't seen it. So (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think you are. No, no, I'm sure, but the problem, maybe the last person on earth that hasn't seen it that wanted to see it. Yes. And I didn't want to wait this late. It's just like, I keep my weekends full because, or like the times when I'm normally awake full because I want to be doing things, but then it makes it hard to schedule like other things that I want to do because I have games and podcasts and other things.
1: Yeah. I mean, we do a lot of stuff. Over the weekend, because it's like our only free time because we both have full time jobs. Yeah. So if I can't do something over the weekend, like or at night after five, I don't do it. So that's that. Yeah. I got really terrible sleep this week. So that's fine. Yeah. This week was
0: rough, like
1: just a lot going on, I think, for both don't, of us. There was a lot going on. I mean, mine was totally self. I don't know. Mine, mine was just something that happened to me because I'm weird. Like. I was way too excited about New Mutants Dead Souls, so I yeah. couldn't sleep on Tuesday night, and I was like, I had to get up, and I woke up in like three hour increments, like every three hours, <laughs> and I was yeah. like, Can I just like stop? This is like not, this is not healthy. Like I need to like Aww. just chill the fuck out. Like come on, yeah.
0: So so let's talk about that. Let's talk
1: about it. I told I didn't read it because I'm a loser. Uh, yeah, come on. Um, I told twitter that i was going to talk about it um okay and i and i said it on last week's last week's podcast you did no it was super good like it was really really good and it was it's kind of the sign of like i know it's a mini and you can't like pull a lot of continuity into a mini if you want new people to read it but right it also provided enough information like i got two people that normally don't read comics to like read it on wednesday and they're like yeah i understood what was going on like like i liked that like it a lot and i was like well that's good because some of these characters have extremely convoluted things that happened to them in the past like five yeah. years
0: so or even just like their backstories
1: exactly but you don't need to know any of that like if somebody nails it and matthew rosenberg nailed it like as writing as like writing duties are concerned like you don't need like that's something you need to concern yourself with and um the art was really great so adam gorman art was really good it had like a different it's just got it's like this different almost indie comic flavor to it
0: yeah or at least in the art from what i could tell
1: yeah and
0: but that's I don't a know. good thing
1: yeah it is and i really really enjoyed it and there was a magical girl transformation scene in it yeah like, no, no i
0: I need to read it. I'm so mad because I wanted to read that. And I wanted to read the Doctor Strange thing both this week because the Doctor Strange thing was also like they went to Las Vegas. <laughs> um, and but I didn't get a chance to because I was so busy with editing the podcast and I don't want to make that's not to make anyone feel guilty for like listening to the podcast it's entirely oh, God, like a, don't feel guilty for listening to the podcast Please yeah please don't I know like there was one day where Papa was like I know you didn't sleep and I felt so bad and I'm like it's not your fault like I it's it's all a learning process and you know Charlie and I are still pretty new to this as far as these things go so figuring out like when to schedule things so that they don't impact like the rest of our lives is yeah you know it's it's, it's, a, it's all a, it's a process difficult. yeah so
1: I spent my Tuesday reading that and I went to the comic books or not Tuesday but Wednesday reading that I went to the comic book store I to say up my, picked up my comics um, I got pizza on Wednesday I uh made uh the Scooby Doo gang analogs for everybody in the mutants dead souls because it's got a very it's very It's it's just a very funny thing that's happened, and I don't know if it's intentional or not, but I'm gonna just guess that it is. Um, (laughs) Yeah, sure. um, I don't know. I liked it a lot. Stephen picked it up. Please go read it. Like these people aren't necessarily teenagers. Like I don't know what age they are. They're a nebulous
0: age. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Marvel. Slow time. Yeah. I'm not. I can imagine maybe Rick's like 22 or 23. Yeah. They're like nebulously 20 somethings. He's not much older than that. Even though in X-Factor investigations, they were treated as if they were 30, which... Or I would say older. No, no. 30 is like, they were like f- friends. How old are the friends and friends supposed to be? I don't know. Like tw- like a tw- I think they're supposed to be 20-somethings.
1: But that's kind of ridiculous if you think about it.
0: Yeah, they never look like 20-somethings to me. No. Okay, mid-20s. It's the friends. Alright. It's just like Ryan Atwood says so he's
1: seventeen years old. Does he look like no. He doesn't look like it, but at least they felt like it. Yeah. And and that's the same kind of thing happening here. It's like I've seen people saying like that these characters in this mini have been aged down. And I don't think so. I think you're just used to reading them by someone who's like old writing them. Like and I'm actually, I'm sorry, I'm not trying, I'm not saying that disparagingly, I guess maybe I kind of am, but it's, like, really refreshing just to have, like, a person who is the same age as um myself and, like, a lot of my peer group, and I'm gonna say millennial. I I hate saying this, but, like, giving the characters, like, their age group sensibilities, like, as millennials, is just... Really good. I'm sorry. Like, it makes me relate to them more and it makes me want to read more about them. And I'm not going to complain about it. Like, I would, I'll take it. (laughs) I'll definitely take it over, over like having like a soap opera drama for like 35 year
0: olds. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Like, it's, it's so tiring to like i don't know maybe maybe i'm like out of the loop in terms of things but when xfi became all about like people's like biological clocks it became really hard for me to relate to both because that's something that i'm not into personally and also because to be honest like none of those characters were in a spot to deal with any of that like no these are people that Like, probably should not be having children because they're, like, they're just messes. They're dysfunctional. Yeah. They're all extremely dysfunctional. That's not to say that you have to have your entire life, like, laid out in front of you before you have kids, but, like... If you're like on the run and living in a hovel, running through the future desert, like maybe that's not the best time to think about starting a family. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and when X Factor Investigations just became it, just just became a like an analog for Peter David's own life. That's when it got not great. Like when Jamie became his own avatar. Like not not good.
0: Yeah, well, because like everybody became about babies because he was having a kid at the time. And like, I understand wanting to put yourself in the book and explore like things that are happening to you in a book. But honestly, like that was not the book to do it. in. I don't think no, because literally like every major plot line has to do with a baby. There's like five different babies and it's so (laughs) off-putting because you have let's let's break it down you have there's not five different babies there's but three you, at least yeah
1: yeah you have at least you have yeah jamie and terry's baby which let's just not even talk about that whole thing
0: yeah well don't you don't want to spoil that i'm sorry <laughs> this is me being a little salty i'll shut up i'm sorry and then you have rain's baby
1: which ha- fueled a needlessly complicated and convoluted love triangle between Richter Shatterstar and Rain that didn't need to be even a thing. And then I don't know.
0: Yeah, this is the same boy that was like genetically engineered from his own son. So <laughs> No, Longshot was genetically engineered from Shatterstar. Let's let
1: uh, let me just tell you that. All I know is he's his own dad. Yeah,
0: basically. That's that's the only thing that
1: that's makes your, that make sense um, for me. This is your this is your Shatterstar
0: news moment, I guess. The thing I love to do about Shatterstar is take like memes from, especially from like animated shows and stuff, and like make them into things about Shatterstar and send them to Charlie. <laughs> so like he's his own mom <laughs> from Steven Universe. I'll be like, this is Shatterstar, or like um. Charlie had never seen Lilo and Stitch until like a year ago. So I was like, oh, my God, you need to watch Lilo and Stitch. Like, how have you not seen this movie yet? Your whole thing is about like aliens and being understood and finding family. That was the whole time, huh? Yeah, you're going to drag me?
1: You're going to drag I'm me? I'm not about dragging like, you. Literally breaking down into like heaving sobs in the middle of Lilo and Stitch. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's a very sad movie, but Man. I, w- I was like, this is just Shatterstar. And you were like, no way. And then you're like, this is just Shatterstar. <laughs> so, yeah, I had a difficult time. Like,
1: it was, I was very emotionally, um, I-, I won't say insecure about that. And that's not what I want to say. I was very uh, wrecked emotionally after watching that movie, it hit you in a tender spot. It very much did.
0: But then I, like, sent you a gif, like, a couple weeks ago of the, like, badness level scene from Lilo (laughs) and Stitch, and I was like, this is Rick talking to Shatterstar, (laughs) like, in early X-Force. Somebody
1: somebody probably should just make, like, just, like, replace the actual words on that
0: for me with Kraya. Like, make a really bad scribble of, like, 90 Shatterstar. Yes. I don't have crayons, or I would do it. You know, uh, yeah, somebody should do this for me. Um, I gotta go to one of those restaurants where they give you like the box of four <laughs> crayons,
1: <laughs> the box of crayons with the um, other side of the the, pla- the table, like the table setting. that has got like the yeah.
0: Well, or or like how we did it Bertucci's. That was actually a fucking blast. We were so tired from Disney, and we're like, we're so hungry. And then there was a Bertucci's like across the street from our hotel and they I'm like, excuse you they're it was like a macaroni grill oh macaroni grill excuse me and they were like do you want crayons or no they were just there and we we're like okay we need to start yeah they were just there we need to start using them before they take take them away and so we were all like <laughs> drawing on the tablecloth because <laughs> the, the tablecloth is paper so you can draw on it and that was a blast it was a good
1: time it was a good time but um yeah that I figured I figured talking about new mutants would end up making me talk about XFI, which
0: would end up making me talk about things that I dislike about it. If, so, if anyone's curious about uh why the baby plot line, like the Madrox baby plot line, frustrates me so much, feel free to talk to me about it on Twitter. I'm not gonna get into it here. No, he's got a grudge.
1: <laughs> no,
0: he has a grudge.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. Don't start fights you can't finish.
0: Yeah, people, well, people continually, I mean, listen, if Pad wants to come to my house and fight me, like, fine, <laughs> fucking bring it. Like, this is a, this is not a wrestling style promo, but it's also a wrestling style promo. Oh, I will. God. I will super, I don't start fights with people on the internet, but. <laughs> I will actually start a fist fight with you. <laughs> like, yeah. But no, it's, it's like, i'll see him still like people will bring it up he'll try to defend himself like even to this day and it's just like just give it up like at what <laughs> point do you just like call a spade a spade and say hey yeah that was a rough time in my life huh yeah <laughs> that was a thing that i sure did yeah but anyway um yeah no we won't go into specifics but it was
1: a thing that happened so i talked to mikey about it um yeah. Or don't, you know. Uh, or don't. I wasn't around during that time, so I can't I can't tell you. That was um, live journal times. But, all that aside, we have some comic books to talk about today. Yep. Yep. That, that's it. Yes, we have some comic books to talk about today. So, as I die over here, um, we have Runaway's number... Oh my god, I can't remember what number anything is. Uh, 11.
0: 11 and 12 today. So, our creative team on issue number 11 as we head into this Cloak and Dagger saga that was previewed last time. Yeah. So our writer is still Brian K. Vaughn. The pencils for these two issues are by Takeshi Miyazawa, who is probably most famous or most well-known for starting out in Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane, was kind of like not necessarily 100 percent the first thing he did for marvel i'm not actually sure off the top of my head but definitely like what that was what kicked him off um our inks are once again by david newbold with colors by brian reber brian reber is back everyone yeah just for these two issues though everybody uh Adrian Alfona, Craig Young, and Christina Strain went on a beach vacation together and no one can convince me otherwise. <laughs> I mean,
1: we could probably ask Christina about it. Yeah. I I mean, she's probably like I wish I would have gone on a beach vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but though yeah, those um we we've got we've got these guys for the these two issues, so um
0: Yeah. It's and, and our coverage. Our cover today, our covers for these two issues are by Josh Middleton, mm-hmm. who um, has a very signature style. I would say, like, it's but very unique. I like unique it a lot. I like this in Marvel. A lot. Yeah, like he did this, and he did. Um, oh, what was that thing? The X twenty three showed up in with the dumpster mutant. What I can't remember. It's. The, um, it was a comic that it was 23 and like a dumpster mutant that, uh, did that was the one where it was actually really unfortunate. <laughs> that was the one where she had the really unfortunate Nyx. That's it. Um, NYX. And he also did some of Young Avengers Presents. This this uh, artist okay. did. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. Cool. Now I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, but that's Josh, it's kind of like I would describe it as kind of dreamy, almost. He's Hello, done some work but- on New Mutants as well. Um, I really like his his art, actually. I'm always no, I lo- glad I mean, I like when it shows co- up.
1: I like this cover a lot. It is yeah. I maybe mean, and maybe that's just because it's different characters. Like I, I love don't his- know.
0: No, I actually love his co- his covers. I don't think I've seen a Josh Middleton cover that I haven't liked they're very like dynamic um yeah so it's like a swirly like blue and green galaxy in the background with cloak like spread out um and kind of like this void with the face and legs basically and mm-hmm. then uh dagger with her hair like splayed out behind her like in kind of a doing like a jump kick and then shooting some light daggers out. So it's yeah, it's, it's really cool. it's really nice. I like it a lot. Yeah.
1: So Cloak and Dagger are here, everyone. So if you yep. don't know, uh, Mike, you want to tell us about Cloak and Dagger? So Cloak and Dagger. I can
0: open the page up again. So <laughs> Cloak and Dagger first appeared in Peter Parker. The Spectacular Spider Man in 1982. <laughs> they did not appear within Spider Man himself Spider-Man. <laughs> or Peter Parker himself. Um, apparently, they were inspired by when Bill Mantlo went to Ellis Island, which is interesting. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, that's not a it's an unusual thing, especially considering how they came about. So they were basically like runaways that and like teens on the street who were kidnapped and experimented on? Yeah, with like given drugs. Superhero drugs? Yeah, we're back there, I guess. Yeah. Tyrone was a 17-year-old boy from Boston, Massachusetts. And Tandy was a 16-year-old girl from a privileged upbringing born in Shaker Heights, Ohio. That's... That's hauntingly specific. <laughs> Isn't that like not that far away from? Me? It ain't that far from me, no. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's in it's a Cleveland suburb. Yeah. Um, he ran away because her multimillionaire supermodel mother was too busy with her career and social life to spend time with her daughter. Okay, I'm not saying that there aren't multimillionaires in Shaker Heights, Ohio. There are. There
1: are. No, that's a that's a thing. Oh, okay. That's a thing over there. It is a that's thing. That's like a ritzy ass neighborhood.
0: Okay. I can't remember. I can't keep all the, like, I don't know the Cleveland area super well. I know Columbus and I know Dayton more than I know Cleveland. Yeah, well, that's okay. Good times in Cleveland today. I can find my way around Dayton, Ohio, and its surrounding environs by the back of my hand. Oh, well, I apologize. I'm sorry. That's like a totally useless <laughs> skill in the real life. <laughs> I'm very sorry for about that. Yeah, I mean, Dayton's gone super pff, downhill, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway... <laughs> would you like to listen to our podcast about the socioeconomics of data <laughs> <laughs> or like of um, ohio in general i mean hey we could have uh we could have luke and we could have uh zach on to talk about ohio
1: <laughs> that's, tr- that's true
0: <laughs> <laughs> you want to be on our ohio podcast or start one please let us know at <laughs> young <young-butts-cast> on twitter <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, when they met, Tyrone considered stealing Tandy's purse, and then they were forcibly delivered to a criminal who was developing drugs for, among others, the Magia, who are like the big old mob of the Marvel Universe. Like, whenever the mob is in the Marvel Universe, it's almost always the Magia clan. Or family or whatever. So yeah. Bad superhero drugs, but they survived and the drugs gave them superpowers. Yeah. That also, like, if I remember correctly, like their superpowers though, they were not like purely helpful. It was really rough for them at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. It was a bad time. They had an encounter with the new mutants. It was a thing. Yeah. And then um they also like fought drug dealers a lot. Yeah. I mean, like you do. And then apparently had, like, uh when when the writers decided that they had been fighting drug dealers too much, they instead fought, like, a super racist Asian of dubious ethnicity sorcerer. Okay. Because that's super good to do when you're trying to grapple for a villain that's never been done in comics before.
1: Never. We, what? Don't do... We don't ever do that. Come on. Yeah. Um, that's weird. Anyway.
0: <sighs> so we start out... This arc is... Called Lost and Found, just so everybody knows. And we start out in the Parker Center, which is the LAPD headquarters at 9:09 p.m. Uh, Yeah, you're reading them again. You're reading the timestamps again. I'm reading just this one. Okay. Just to give you a setup. Okay. Okay. It's kind of like early, you know, mid mid evening, and
1: our our friend our friend Detective Flores is here, Lieutenant. Oh, Detective, excuse me. Excuse me. Give him, at least give this slimy worm his proper title. I do that quite a bit. And it's not like an intentional drag, but it actually ends up being an accidental
0: one. (laughs) Yeah, so we're having like a super noir thing. They're on the roof of this building and his like jacket and like harness are kind of well, no, th- what's flapping in the wind is Cloak, actually. Yeah. Because they like swarm in behind him. No,
1: he's just in his Law and Order Special Victims Unit
0: like outfit. Yeah. He's got his tie and his shirt and his badge on his belt and then his shoulder holster. Yep. And he's giving Cloak and Dagger shade for drugs turning them into superheroes. Like, yeah, like as if that n- never happened before he's like oh that won't make you popular with parent groups and it's like they're fucking runaways yeah and
1: fucking and fucking cloak is just like we've really never been concerned with that what the fuck is your deal
0: yeah which and so we get like a full panel or a full page uh spread of cloak and dagger standing there and cloak's leg is kind of like disappearing into i really or, like sorry, that. dagger's I mean, leg is cl- disappearing into cloak i really it's like cloak. that like i think yeah. that's really cool And we've got the like full moon in the background, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. So for those that aren't familiar with Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane, uh, Takeshi Miyazawa's art style is super manga-esque, like super manga-esque. And, you know, it's very, it's simple, but like in a way that sometimes works and sometimes doesn't work. I think it works okay for this issue or these two issues, but you know, like sometimes he's often it's actually kind of unfortunate because a lot of times he ends up being the filler artist. Yeah, which has to like suck because you never get put on a book long term or at least not on Marvel. I'm not actually Well, here. I can flip um, over. So Canadian artist Takeshi Miyazawa developed his style from his lifelong love of anime and manga. His unique artistry first flavored projects, including Sidekicks, Runaways, and Amazing Fantasy, leading to his crowning achievement at Marvel, Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane, in collaboration with the writer Sean McKeever. Other projects include a return engagement with Runaways and Secret Invasion, Runaways slash Young Avengers. Yep, that sure was him. Yeah, so the only, like, long-standing thing that I think he's really been on with Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane. Otherwise, he just, like, appears for a couple issues and leaves. Yeah, and then he'll go. <laughs> so. But
1: I really like this page with Cloak and Dagger on it. Yeah. They really don't, they really don't, know. like, they know why they're here, but they're also just, like, super, like, <laughs> at least. Yeah. Dagger's, like, so, super, like, like, uh, can you not, like, equate us with junkies, please?
0: Yeah, so uh, it's funny because in the spread, actually, I was like, huh, Cloak looks a little, or Dagger, excuse me. I'm going to keep doing that. I'm sorry. Um, Dagger looks a little bit like Allison Blair because she's got like a white a like tracksuit. Yeah, it does absolutely like, that's her look thing like Dazzler. With like a cross cut out and her under boob kind of like hanging out. Yeah. Um, Which Dazzler always been one for unfortunate costumes Er, or Dazzler? Dagger. God damn it. (laughs) I did it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Daggers kind of had like an unfortunate run of costumes. And it's funny because a lot of this stuff that we're talking about right now actually gets lampshaded later in the issues. So we'll get to that when we get to it. But as for right now, they're not happy that Lieutenant Flores is giving them shit for essentially being preyed on. And Zagger also does like this kind of like coy, like leaning over, yeah, cloak and like rubbing his shoulder, which is a little weird given the situation. Yeah, I'm not so sure what's
1: going on there, but he seems, um, as always, very uh doesn't give a shit about what's going I, on.
0: Yeah, I think they are in a relationship. Like that's I that's don't kind know. Of, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. I'm not actually sure. Like it's one of those things where. I feel like ne- they are like nebulously in a relationship. Yeah, or maybe it's just like a in, in, in close, into, like close intimate
1: emotional connection. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be a relationship, but regardless, they are being given a file on some runaways of the LAPD's apparently, um, and it's a picture of Molly inside the file, because. Uh, as we maybe remember, Lieutenant Flores is on the Pride's payroll, uh, as well as half or maybe all of the LAPD. So he's brought cloak and dagger here to yeah, the find crooked the cop Runaways
0: hired superheroes. This can only go badly. Uh, yeah, honestly, listen,
1: how's that gonna go? I'm not. I mean, we're gonna find out how that goes. But um, like, what kind of idea was this? Like, honestly, yeah, it's it's a bad one. Yeah, it's a really really bad one. And you know, cloak and dagger are looking at this photo and listening to him talk, and they're questioning what he's saying because they should be, like yeah, you know, Dagger says usually runaways don't do that.
0: he hands them a picture of Molly, and yeah, is you know dagger dagger's like immediately suspicious, which yeah, yeah, and he's like. like- Kind of giving because we all we but we as the audience know that this is not true because, you know, the runaways witnessed their parents murder someone and then ran away because that was unacceptable to them. She also tries to tell them that they murdered somebody
1: and. Yeah, they're not having any of it, really. They're really not believing it, but they're going to go on what they're told because cops aren't bad, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm.
1: Cups aren't um,
0: bad. Yeah, and Lieutenant Flores just—he starts like sweating. I actually really love. He's like, "Please, I wouldn't have asked you two to travel all the way from New York if I didn't think you were the Hayes girls' last hope." And he's just got this extremely like frowny, sweaty facial expression. He's like the most pathetic guy. Like I call him a worm because that's what he. No, he—he he
1: really is. He really. Like, somebody is. give and, this
0: man a shower. And it's funny
1: because. um I really like Cloak's response because he says, and I assure you, Dagger and I would not have come to your wretched city if we did not feel strongly about
0: this case. (laughs) And so Dagger says, don't mind Cloak. East coast, left coast rivalries die hard.
1: I really like that. I really like that a lot. Yeah, it's cute. (laughs) But, you know, Lieutenant Flores says, what happens now? And Cloak is like, we do what we do, Lieutenant. And... I really like their dynamic. Don't call us;
0: we'll call you. Is what yeah, I really Dagger do says. like
1: their dynamic a lot because you yeah. know, kind of what it reminds me of a little bit. What like they pair, they play off one another like, kind of like a, kind of like Rick and Star do. Like someone who's like yeah. really like really like, I'll say it, sundry. Someone who's like really st- like staunch and like kind of quiet but like has a lot of gravitas and like the person yeah. with them it's like i know this person they're really not like this but like i'm gonna play it up it's very good
0: yeah no, they have a really good dynamic apparently also they also have the thing where no one's quite sure whether they're mutants or not like it keeps getting wrecked yeah rec- yep, um, yep that's also a thing mutants versus mutates uh which we can get into <laughs> shortly maybe at some point
1: um, yeah. But they they so, vanish and they vanish away into Cloak's cloak. And then uh Lieutenant Flores uses his Nokia cell phone to call Mr. Wilder.
0: Yeah. I actually do really like how Miyazawa draws like dagger disappearing into Cloak's cloak. And no, I think it's a really it good-kind of like like the cloak like contracts into like a single line, which is really cool. Like mm-hmm. a swirling single line. Um and so it's mr wilder on the phone so lieutenant flores who's already extremely sweaty uh is getting increasingly more sweaty um he's got the the anime sweat drops going all Mm -hmm. over his face and uh he says i have good news uh you're gonna find your kids because i hired cloak and tagger basically he doesn't say that right on
1: the phone with him, but he says he doesn't he says he's one step closer so we know that that's gonna have to come to light at some point because we do cut back away from him and we cut back to the hostel where everybody's chilling as much as they can after their encounter with topher the vampire
0: yes uh so chase says rather aptly as everyone's laying there kind of recovering and feeling sorry for them well this bites <laughs> and alex tells him to
1: keep it down because he's trying to still decode the abstract so he's working on that
0: yeah with his Cracker jack decoder ring <laughs> yeah right i mean it's not his fault that it's so silly it's the pride's yeah no it's just something that happened
1: like I like how these aliens have this like decoder ring, but like I guess yeah. it's not theirs, so we no, can't really blame it's not. them either. No. So
0: I'm sure they're not happy about it either.
1: No. So that's happening. And, you know, Chase even asks Alex what the point is because if they read this book, are they gonna suddenly be able to stop their parents? You know, it's not you know, we don't really know what this book has to say at this point.
0: Gert says They're 12 of the most dangerous. Their parents are 12 of the most dangerous supervillains on the planet. And then they almost got wrecked by a 16 year old. And Carolina, as he's, you know, points out that he was a monster. He wasn't just a normal 16 year old. And Nico, who's got an extremely strong look, by the way, I mean, all of her looks are strong. But this is like she's got like a black, like t shirt or like long sleeve shirt that's like very close to the skin and has like a. Oh, like men's dress shirt, a white men's dress shirt on over it with a tie and then a long like blood red skirt. It's very very good. good. Yeah, it's very good. She makes all of her own
1: clothes. And she actually says that she's sick of of, uh, and tired of moping around like this place and like she wants to do something good with their powers. And, you know, Molly says (laughs)
0: like freeing all the turtles at SeaWorld. I mean, she's not wrong. Yeah, that would be good.
1: Um. And I love I love the little sound effect when uh when Alex closes the abstract. It's like the like of uh, closing like a a big book. It's very good. I like that little touch on there. Um because, you know, Alex has a point. And it's like, you know, if we leave the hostel now, we risk being found and it's basically an argument between do we stay here and risk being found when someone like f- like kind of catches up to us or do we go out and then risk being found there? Like, it's a lose-lose situation at this point.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Alex also feels resp- says he feels responsible for what almost happened to Carolina. And she's like, you know, I would feel a lot better, actually, if we went out and punched a guy in the face. But your concern is touching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and so and Chase advocates going out on patrol. And, you know,
1: we don't have to find... He says we don't have to find terror Again, oh, Chase, wow. with terrorists. Again. Oh my god, barking! I'm sorry. Okay. <sighs> um. Yeah. I don't know what Chase needs to talk about terrorists, but he does. Yeah. Um. But he says they don't have to go find terrorists or anything, but they can at least stop some perch snatch- perch
0: purse snatchings and crap. He says. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Alex concedes with the fact that they really do need to make a supply run, and tells Gert to stay with Molly. And then so we get like literal anime like emphasis lines in the background. As Molly says, You can't leave us alone, Alex. What if more monsters show up? Gert, who's rubbing old Lace's head, uh, says, you know, they're not really up for fighting anymore. Empires they. <laughs> and uh and and Nico says, All for one and one for whatever then. Yeah, and she's got like she does like the fist pump and like I can hear the anime like hmm like that they yeah. always do. Like this mm-hmm. is I'm just gonna describe everything in like anime slash manga terms because that's like extremely it's supposed to be a Yeah, it's supposed to tropes. be that way. Like that's yeah. how you know, take yeah. take it or leave it, like how Miyazawa's art kind of works. So Molly's like super excited because Alex tells her that she can come as long as she promises not to leave the van. And so she goes yes, we finally get to wear our costumes. And uh, she's all excited and everyone's like looking around like, have like costumes, missed something? Like,
1: we'd, yeah, we'd, we've missed something clearly. And um, then she and does
0: like, Molly does the like pushing her two index fingers together and pursing <laughs> her lips. And she's like, oh, am I the only one that made a costume? <laughs> so,
1: yeah. Um, when we cut back to, you know, after that, we cut back to the Wilder Residence where the Pride's having a meeting. And Which really just boils down to them sniping at one another
0: yeah. as usual. Honestly, I feel like the first time I read this, I didn't like it because I was in the still like, I, you know, I wasn't, I was never like an anime kid, quote unquote. But I think when I read this, I was like getting over high school and my relationship with anime and manga was like very like. Tenuous I at fu- best. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> I hate it. It's so stupid because, like, I was embarrassed about, like, the things I liked in high school because I read this, Mm -hmm. like, uh, towards the end of high school, beginning of college. Like, I was a senior in high school. And so, like, I think coming back to it now where I've accepted that, like, like, I don't have to, you know be all like anime is dumb i hate it like that yeah kind of thing. you don't have
1: to do that no yeah
0: i think i appreciate it a little bit more and it's like it's cute and you know it's a nice break too
1: yeah it is it, i mean i like filling artists sometimes because you get a little bit of a different flavor but you know we're coming back here and it's they're just having a meeting about evil stuff basically yeah Basically, um, in the Wilder residence, they're in
0: their evil library. They're in
1: their evil library, and she's just talking about like how they've already counterfeited the new fifty dollar bill. And uh, Mr. Minoru's- they make a reference
0: to installing, uh, using the spine of Agamotto to install the muscle bound Lumix as their governor. Um, which you know will ensure that <laughs> their Arnold's monetary solvency. Alone. Yeah, leave Arnold alone. Well, okay, Fine. don't because like there's you know. Attack him on his policies, not for the fact that he's a former bodybuilder and action movie star. Exactly. Exactly. So,
1: and, um, and it's Carolina's mom that brings up, you know, their children again, because that is the thing that they have not solved.
0: Yeah. And Glowy Eyes, Doctor, and Dr. Mr. and Mrs. Hayes uh, point out that they still don't know which of their children is the mole, and they've made some kind of plan. Once they find out, which I don't know how you do that without having important information. I I don't know. But this is the
1: first time Carolina's parents have just continually referred to
0: them as mutant instead of actual, you know, their names. Yeah. So they say we're talking about a full and total retcon when we are inevitably reunited with our children. My husband and I will erase all knowledge of these unfortunate memories or these unfortunate events from their memories um which there is it's funny because there is a bit of like mind wiping in the show but it's like under a completely different context so yeah i found and that interesting mrs
1: yorks does not like that idea because mind wiping can apparently sub uh it can often subject people's brains uh to bedtimes and they might go brain dead which i've
0: never heard of that before but okay yeah. and definitely isn't a plot point in the show either Mm-hmm. Um, not at all which like uh, again it's it's interesting how these ideas like come back up in the show and i like I think it does show that like the people that were behind it did read the comic oh and, like, absolutely trying to, yeah. yeah no absolutely and not gonna again, say who or what the context is in the show again
1: but, Mr. Wilder needs to intercede because all these people like to do is just fucking argue yeah
0: that's why he's the leader because he's the one that is just like sh- fucking shut up yeah. Um. Um. And, and Lieutenant Flores is here because the 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 uh the Hayeses also say they kind of like throw down the gauntlet. They're like, "Our daughter's strong enough. Is yours?" And it's like, yeah. Also, yeah. why is Lieutenant Flores in their secret hideout? Why because is he, he
1: apparently to- is like their main minion. I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess, or, or at, at least, least Mr. the Wilders. Or- he called Mr. Wilder
1: sire. Sire. Let's just yeah. talk about that for a second. Thank you, sire. (laughs) Like, Lord.
0: (sighs) Fucking geez. Um, I apologize for interrupting your gathering, but I didn't want to risk sharing this development over an open line. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) But sire. And so he, he, you know, he, of course, like, has this whole long drawn out explanation. And Leslie Dean says, don't any of you earthlings ever get to the point and sticks a finger in this, his face he's
1: got this and he's get this he's got this very excited look on his face
0: yeah no it's literally the all according to keikaku Kekaku means plan face because <laughs> he has a keikaku and, and keikaku means plan um he says i got to thinking what's the best way to find a bunch of missing teenage do-gooders with other runaway superheroes, right? Takes a thief to know a thief and all that. So I had my pal in the NYPD put me in touch with these cloak and dagger characters and... And Mrs. Wilder says, you brought
1: vigilantes to our town? More likely than you think. <laughs> yes, they're everywhere. Um, and, and they've she all asked- got like
0: the like shaded lions over their faces of yes. shock.
1: Yes. And uh, she says, may I see your... Service revol Service revolver, she says. It may I see your service revolver, Lieutenant? And he says, "Um, what?" F-? And he's about to say, "What for?"
0: And she shoots him in the knees. Yeah, with a bunch of like speed lines. I mean, service revolver, I think, is just like the arm that they're issued as part of their like service. Yeah, it's to just. The police. A, I guess it's just like a weird way to talk to say that. I mean, that I is guess. how you like. That's how you're supposed to revolt the. Uh, that's how you're supposed to refer to it. Like, I guess as opposed to like, a normal gun that you would just own, but it is, like, the proper term for it. And I think works pretty well in this. Like, we've we've got, like, this noir thing going on with them.
1: That's true. It's funny because it's, like, noir anime. Like, it's very, like, like, it's
0: very funny. (laughs) Hey, I'm into it. I wish
1: X-Factor Investigations had been a noir anime.
0: Yeah, right? (laughs) And, like, she just asks it kind of casually, which is, you know, like, I can picture this very vividly in my, like, as a movie. Um, yeah, and so, you know, he immediately drops and screams, ah, my knee, because she kneecapped him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Mr. York says, good Lord, if the Goborm ever find what we've done, this has to be taken care of yesterday, which is, you know, haha! if you couldn't tell, he's a time traveler. Yeah. And Mr. Wilder says, no more back channels, no more surrogates. And Mrs. Wilder says, as she holds up the Smith and Wesson pistol, uh, because it does say Smith and Wesson pistol. It's a pretty cool panel. Yeah. It's time to get our hands dirty, Um, which I am glad to see uh, Mrs. Wilder taking like a more of an active role, because up to this point, as I pointed out on one of the previous episodes, she's kind of been like a non figure in this whole story. Like she's been very much like the support role. Yeah. So then we go, it's midnight in Van Nuys, California, and we go to two kids spray painting a Stark Industries uh bulletin board and putting Stark naked. I'm sure no one's ever made that joke before, but they find it extremely funny and think they should get an award for it. Literally, that's actually what the dialogue says. Yeah. Alex rolls up in the white panel van cuz he's driving. And he says, finally, a crime in progress. And Gert has an extremely good point. And she says, what, defacing an ad for some evil corporation that's in bed with the military industrial complex? That's not a crime. That's a public service, which I (laughs) think is a very valid point. True. Um, But Tony may have cast that off at this point. Mm, not really, because this is pre Civil War. He's like totally way in Oh God, that. you're right. Okay, yep. yeah. He's mm, this is bad. like extra sagas going on in the background. He's this is the height of Tony Stark's power, like at all time in the Marvel universe. So he's extremely like the yeah. man with a capital <laughs> yeah. M. Okay. Uh, and Chase, you know, begs Gert. Because they're almost out of gas and they need to find a fight. And again, Gert has an extremely good point and says, knock yourself out, talk back, but I'm not going to help you guys play junior fascists, which normally I'm a little bit harsh on like Gert being so Gert and but like, I do agree (laughs) with this. Like you're going to beat up like kids that are not probably not that different for yourself because they're defacing like a bulletin board of Tony Stark, literal government lackey at this point. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bad look
1: and every and everybody else is just kind of like chilling. and Molly asks, "Should I put on my costume now, Lucy in the sky and uh, and Carolina says, "Sure,
0: but you gotta promise to stay in the van, <laughs> yeah, like she and old Lace have to are being told to guard the van, and Molly goes, oh, what a rip, and makes a big pouty face, and Alex tells everybody to be quiet. Remember how I talked in like an earlier episode about like the stealth hoodie yeah. and how I do that in role-playing games? Uh, that's what Alex is rocking. He's got a stealth hoodie and a puffy vest, which is so secret. Um, and then we cut to Cloak and Dagger sitting on the top of an apartment building in Van Nuys, l- overlooking the panel van sitting in the middle of the street. And uh, Cloak doesn't really like uh, cloak and dagger really don't know about this like cloak is more yeah. like let's just get this done and well and, he's uh, he's he's very sad he says who is to blame for this Tandy and she asks for what and he says children caring killing children every year it feels as if we see more and more of it and cloak just looks really sad um, and starts to talk about the children's crusade and you know how yeah
1: it's it, that's dagger you
0: keep doing it <laughs> sorry (laughs) Uh, but anyway so uh, maybe i'll just refer to them by their name so tandy is looking extremely sad uh but something catches her eye and she immediately like starts to get up um because a glimmer caught her eye and she says follow me i'll light the way which i really like actually like that dialogue a lot and the panel is like the we get just the swirling of cloaks cloak as she like jumps down, she jumps with, off like she jumps off the building. Yeah, yeah, with like a light beam going behind her, which is really cool. Um, I like it a lot. And and then we're back with
1: um everybody, uh, who the the gra- graffiti artists are admiring their work. And yeah, uh, it's, a, and, it's a
0: bad joke. It's not a great joke, but we know, you know we know that the one is Latinx because he peppers all his sentences with random Spanish yeah i'm making i'm rolling my eyes right now i realize that's silent and you can't hear me but i hate it (laughs) um like i'm sure there's people out there that actually talk like that but it's so like stereotypical that it just makes me like just really okay uh and Alex says, because he's so cool and so superhero, lose the art supplies, Warhol. You have five seconds. And then we see all the runaways. And it's it's a pretty cool panel. Yeah. Yeah. If only they weren't doing, like, exactly what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, which is punching down, not punching up. Uh, so... Also, though, like, this is exactly, I will say this is exactly the kind of thing that, like, upper crust, like, teenage vigilantes would think is the thing that you do, right? Like, oh, you gotta get the vandalizers, and it's like, no. Clearly, you have no idea of, like, how crime actually works and, like, the structures of an, you know, like, they're extremely privileged, like, all of them, for sure. Um... You know, on purpose, because their parents, like, we're going to protect you. Um, So the, ki- you know, the two vandalizers are, like, very confused by this. And Alex starts a countdown because he's a very bad, he's a very, like, tough guy, right? Yeah. And because uh, he said they had five seconds. And then Nico says burst and their paint cans explode in their faces.
1: Um, yeah, and he and Alex says next, leave now or she'll be popping spleens instead of paint cans. Come on, just, like,
0: stop. <laughs>
1: yeah, just stop.
0: This is not how you superhero. Yeah, it's not. And then one of the kids <laughs> says, "Yeah, I know. I'm gonna read it out, but I hate it. Nah, son. The only thing popping round here gonna here's gonna be a cap in your muti." And I read it like that because I'm not going to try to read it in an accent. And it's also like extremely like what someone thinks. Like he's also like performing a role. He, he's trying to be this tough kid. And, you know, Tandy rolls up and she actually calls him out on it and says, what is this? A bad remakes of West Side Story. I hate when people mess with the classics. <laughs> and she kind of does like kind of this like cool like Sailor Moon float down. Um, yeah, as she like comes out, and of... they take and they take cloak and dagger way more seriously. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, they're also like capital A adults. Um, That's true. And he says, you know, the kids like don't hurt us. The piece is just a water pistol, see? And he like squirts it, and um, uh, cloak says Vandalos Desperacer, or soferir uh and they scatter and then dagger looks at them looks at the runaways very seriously and says Alex Wilder and Nico Minoru you're coming with us
1: and, and uh Nico's like how how did you know our names if you work for our parents you can and then Tandy just goes and says drop the weapons and throw some light daggers yeah Classic uh, uh, superhero miscommunication, yep. is going
0: on right now. Uh, so Nico gets shot and like is out, and Carolina looks over at her and goes, "Sister Grimm," as she is laying on the sidewalk. Alex is extremely frustrated and says, "Everybody chill. I have read about these two on the Bugles website. Arm and Hammer or something. They're good guys. B-list heroes from New York. From New York." And Cloak goes, "B-list." and tandy he's like popular he, he she um comes back with what
1: he said at the beginning to of Lieutenant the series says popularity popularity isn't a
0: concern huh
1: <laughs> yeah i really like their dynamic a lot
0: yeah it's really good uh especially cuz they're like kind of in their own little world like having this banter with themselves it's really good mm-hmm. um And while they kind of have this... Also, I just noticed, like, Cloak has a pout, too, when when he gets called B-list. Like, it's very obvious. It's good. Because, like, Cloak, when he's Cloak, all you really see is his nose and his mouth. So it's actually really... Like, I'm admiring it now, like, how much emotion is conveyed, like, through just that. Mm
1: -hmm. That's
0: actually, like... I didn't appreciate that, I think, when I first read it, but... You know, it's actually kind of hard to do. And so all the runaways other than Alex and Nico, like, well, Chase and Carolina, like, come up and they're going to try to, like, you know, go mano a mano with them. And Alex is like, no, but he's also got Nico, so he can't really he's not really in a position to do anything right now. And then Chase shoots a fireball at Dagger and calls her a skank. Yeah,
1: Chase, come
0: on. Yeah, it's extremely Chase. And, and she she's, is and she's not like, happy. W-
1: no, she's like, "What did you call me?" as she leaps effortl- effort- effortlessly over that fireball. And uh Carolina shoots some light beams at Cloak and just wants him to leave her alone.
0: Yeah, and he says, "Your light is my sustenance, girl. Your body my nourishment." And sucks her in. So, in case you didn't know, uh, Cloak is also... I saw him described as a light vampire. So, like, he gets, you know, like, light powers the dark force dimension, almost, or, like, his powers. Yeah. So... um, Which also... So, apparently, Cloak and Dagger are kind of, like, an on-again, off-again couple. Like, they're always together, but, like, the romantic relationship there, like, comes and goes. Like, they've been very... Like they've been like together, together and broken apart while still, you know, and it's kind of one of those things where her being like light and him being dark and like being like a light vampire kind of like they can never be like perfectly together. It's like one of those things, which I find interesting. But she you know Like it's like an Electra and Daredevil type situation.
1: (laughs) But uh he sucks Carolina in and uh Dagger says, Hope you save room for seconds, partner, and grabs Chase and basically just throws him into like the cloak. So there goes Chase. (laughs) Yeah. Bye. Bye.
0: And Alex is just trying to help Nico out still, but he's extremely distressed. Chase, you know, describes it as being cold and calls out for help. Um, And so Alex is trying to talk a big talk, too, and says, don't you see this? Don't you see what this is? Two groups of superheroes meet, have a super misunderstanding then fight? This routine was old when we were born. We don't have to. And then Cloak says, be silent, murderer, and enter the fold. That's where we leave them. And uh,
1: Alex and uh, Nico are gone. And, uh, <laughs> Dagger says, "Nice. We didn't take down Stiltman that fast."
0: <laughs> and oh, Cloak
1: responds with a
0: "Hmm."
1: And... and yeah, no. And she doesn't like the sound of that, so she says, "Uh, uh-oh. I don't like the sound of that."
0: <laughs> you just said she doesn't like the sound of it, and then read out, "Shut up." She okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, but. Cloak says, my relationship with the Dark Force Dimension has been temperamental since my original abilities were restored during our misadventure in Cleveland. Isn't, well, i not Where is I'm the not
1: editor's gonna... note for this?
0: Yeah, right? Uh, still, yeah, what the four within Miss my Adventure? Sh- Cloak's shadowy realm, I sense no stain of blood on their souls. And she says, what are she you saying? She gets immediately angry. Yeah, what are you saying? They're not murderers? It is possible, and yet in one of them, I do recognize a powerful darkness. That... And they're cut off because someone from the panel outside
1: the panel says, "Hey, Desdemona," and <laughs> Dagger goes, "What the?" And we hear, we see the mid- we see the waist of someone says, "You heard her with gloves," and says, "You heard her." And the last panel is <laughs> Gert and Molly, and Molly in her outfit.
0: Yeah, she's got like, a, so Molly's superhero outfit costume is she's got a bandit mask on over her face. So not a domino mask, but like a like ninja mask with holes cut out for her eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, A security, a black security T-shirt, yellow rubber gloves like the kind that you get to wash dishes or clean your house. A tattered blue cape, a red skirt with a giant leather belt buckle in it and then two blue hoodies wrapped around her tennis shoes so they form like fake boots yeah and that's that's her superhero outfit which is extremely
1: good yeah so so gert is saying give us back our friends and molly says or freaking else and then old lace is growling in the background yeah yeah Yeah. And that is where we leave off issue number 11. Mm hmm. I really like that issue.
0: Yeah. No, I don't
1: know. Something about Cloak and Dagger being in the book makes it
0: feel a little more superhero book ish. And I think it's like, yeah, but it's also like it's fun. Like, it's still like serious things are going on, but it's kind of like the fun break that we needed still while still keeping the stakes clear. Because we're getting to play around with genres a little bit more, which is fun. Yeah,
1: which is very good. So I appreciate that quite a bit. But um, we don't have that cliffhanger for long, because we do go to issue twelve. I mean, this would have been a long cliffhanger, probably a couple of weeks back when the book yeah. was actually coming out. But yeah, um, for sure. We move on to issue number twelve, and our uh, creative team is still the same; hasn't changed. And this cover is. They they're just a lot more I don't know these ones are just a lot more dynamic. I like this one a lot too. Yeah, it's, they're um, more like
0: traditionally superhero. They're more traditional covers, superhero
1: comics because it's um Chase and Carolina and Alex and Nico who's still passed out being sucked into um Cloak's cloak and I really like this because Chase is like on the ground and his like f- his fist guns are like in claws on the ground like and he's being sucked backwards and he's trying not to be that's really good. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah. So he's like clawing at the ground. There's a lot of motion and-
1: happening in this cover, on this cover.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then we've got uh Carolina's like glowing and her glow is like being sucked into the cape. Alex is like reaching out and looking extremely perturbed. And then there's like purple like street lights, I guess, in the background and like black, so it's got kind of like a bokeh effect. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's extremely good. I mean, uh Jonathan um his covers are like like I said, like I haven't seen a cover of his that I don't like and they're usually like super dynamic. I also love like how he colors things too. Um it's it's really good. Yeah, you know, this is this is good. Um and Dylan Van Noyes, as we start the Yeah, issue. They're still,
1: in, yeah still in Van Noise, you haven't moved because same creative It's just uh I I said well, No, the creative team is still the same. I said that already. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, Tandy has got her hand on her hip and
0: she's like saying, huh, as she looks at Gert and uh, Molly and Old Lights. And she says, you know, it says a lot about my life that this isn't the strangest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and, you know, they're both, Cloak and Dagger are both just standing there looking nonplussed. They don't think much of this whole display. No,
1: and Gert's got a really angry face on. When she replies and says, you think uh, we look weird? What's with that slutty get up lady? Don't you
0: have any self-respect? Come on, Gert. And we're back. And we're back to, to the shitty brand of feminism. Cool. Yep. Uh, tearing down other women. Super great, right? Uh, yeah. Anyway.
1: Because you don't have any self-respect if you dress slutly.
0: Yeah. Gert, come but, on, really. But Dagger says, nope, but I've got these with the shing and produces a handful of light daggers. And kind of does like a little like castanet pose, like she's got like a little dancy pose, and yeah, s- stick her leggy out, and sh- you know they figure out that Gert is one of the brats that kidnapped the Haze girl. Dagger says, "By the way, kid, if you don't like this outfit, you should see my old one." And throws yeah, the and light at as her. she throws the daggers,
1: it's very good.
0: Yeah, like they lampshade actually a lot of the stuff that we brought up, like up yeah. and about their origin.
1: And Gert tells Old Lace to get in the way of the daggers, which sucks. Don't do that, like Old Lace. Yeah, no. Old Lace
0: goes Roar! Um, and they're all worried about it because Molly asks if she's okay. Like all the daggers kind of like explode, and Gert says, "Yeah, just hungry." We find out why because Tandy says, uh, problem, my powers, they don't have any effect on animals or and old and lace, old lace comes hits her, her
1: right in the middle with the tail, yeah, and throws her back against the uh, st- probably a street light and yeah. it looks like it it looks like it hurts,
0: yeah, and Cloak immediately screams, "Dagger, and he's super worried. Gert tells old Lace to go easy because they don't want to break her in two, but uh cloak goes, child. If you have harmed her in any way, I will kill you with my own. And someone yells, "Stop
1: fighting!" And it's Molly because he's she's grabbing onto, uh, cloak's cloak and like just want let my friends out of your ugly cape. Which Molly only wants to help. Yeah, like she just wants to help her friends.
0: Do you want to? Do you want to read out what she says next?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's like, "Come on, I don't
0: want to have to rip up your bed sheets." This is not a sheet, girl. It is a cloak, a gateway to another realm, permanently bonded to my very being. Not even a god has the strength to rend it from my. And she rips it off of him with a oomph sound as she like falls backwards. Yeah, and he, and he like explodes. black inky rays like explode out, explode out of him. There's like black fragments everywhere, and he screams, and there's black beams shooting out of his eyes. It's a bad scene. Yeah, and Tandy is very upset. Yeah, and so we see someone in jeans and a hoodie, uh, grunt and like fall to the ground, and it is cloak now just Tyrone, and he says, "Please give it back to me," and he's like, "He's he's looking pretty bad." Yeah,
1: and Molly doesn't know what to think because she thought he was a monster, and now he's just a guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he does have a stutter. I'm not going to read it out or anything, Yeah. Um, but he says, you made me revert to who I was when I first donned my cloak. Molly says, my mommy is a speech therapist. Maybe she can help you. And so Gert and, says, Bruiser, your parents are psychotic supervillains. And she says, oh, yeah, I keep forgetting. Aw, Molly.
1: Very In a very sad, dejected little panel.
0: Yeah, she just wants to help everybody.
1: Yeah, Molly's really, really good.
0: Yeah. And you know, Tandy overhears uh Gert mentioned the supervillains. And she's like, What what is going on? The police asked us for help. And
1: and and really, uh, it's just like the police are like the same,
0: same diff police supervillains, you know. Yeah, they're they're all in cahoots. Yeah. And, and then Tandy's like, but what about the girl you kidnapped? <laughs> and Gert again is kind of shitty about it and says how blonde are you that's molly hayes and molly says oh you ruined my secret identity as she takes off her <laughs> mask
1: um he's like in and, and gert explains see we didn't kidnap anybody we rescued her and
0: hook and dagger kind of have a freak out moment because everyone else is trapped inside the dark Horse dimension and gert's just like the what now <laughs> and we get Dark Force Dimension beyond, beyond time. It's beyond time. That's not, which a, is, that's not good. And Chase is freaking the fuck out. Yeah, it's an inky black void with like stalactites floating, like stalactite islands cold. floating. And like an endless expanse of like gray ground. And then they're in this like island surrounded by like a moat of water. And they're like f- very cold. Everyone's shivering.
1: And Chase is just like,
0: basically, holy shit, where the
1: fuck are we? <laughs> in so yeah. many words.
0: And Alex says, there has to be a rational explanation for this. Maybe we're in Siberia. And that does not help Chase, basically. No,
1: and that's absolutely not where they are.
0: Yeah. Um. So Nico, in a very shaky voice, mutters, her knives, her knives showed me my sins. Uh, so Alex assumes that means that Nico is delirious. Nico's delirious, yeah. They realize...
1: Uh, he wants Chase He wants Chase to try and, and uh, use his fisted guns to start a campfire, and they're busted.
0: Yeah, they realize that none of their powers or anything like that works. Um, Carolina actually looks pretty excited about this and yeah, says, she does. It's our powers. They don't work here. I'm not an alien in this place. I'm just a regular. And then they hear a bad noise yeah uh really bad
1: noise because uh there's demons everywhere yeah it's not good or something i could equate to demons that might just be yeah. monsters i'm not sure i mean
0: they're, they're they're they got glowing red eyes and look a little bit like if the predator got caught in a meat grinder uh and they're they're coming for him
1: yeah it's it's not great um whatever it is it's really bad and uh Spirit is not happy that,
0: that they are no, lost
1: as we cut back. No, as we cut back. Because we don't know what's gonna happen to them. And
0: Cloak's cloak is gone, so what do they do now? Um, so when Molly ripped my cloak from me, she severed my connection to your friends. Oops! Is yeah, what Cloak oops, says. Oops, he doesn't oops, say indeed. oops, but it's implied. Yeah. Uh Molly says, I didn't it was an accident. I didn't know it was a magic cape. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then so they Gert's try like and, <laughs> they they try
1: and figure out what's going on and yeah. like or what Gert, what what whole what close whole deal is. So Gert tries to explain it.
0: She says, "This guy's outfit is like the mystical equivalent of a portal to the internet, but the server crashed. So before we can perform a search, we have to find a way to get it back online, right?" And Tandy says, "That was the worst
1: analogy I've ever heard, but it gives me an idea." I think it was a decent analogy. It was de- decent. And she explains that her light daggers have purifying energy. So if she pumps um, Tyrone full of that energy, it might just be able to
0: reconnect his link to Creepsville, as she calls it. Yeah. Um. And there's a danger of an overdose. But that's the only thing they've got. Uh. And so Dagger tells them to close their eyes because it might not be pretty. And, and we cut back to... The Dark fourth dimension where these these
1: demons who actually look like evil groots
0: Yeah, close up? Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, um they are, they dragging, are Chase yeah, well, dragging Chase away. Yeah, they're dragging Chase away. Uh and Carolina's, you know, trying to pull him back or hold on to him. Uh and meanwhile, Alex Nico's still out, and Alex says, Nico, wake up. I don't think we're gonna make it out of this. And I have to tell you something. And and, and she's and she says Alex I know and Alex says no you don't as like a demon like (laughs) pops in from the side of the panel (laughs) which is kind of comical actually yeah it is actually pretty comical uh and then he says Nico I but he doesn't get to finish because there's a burst of white light and Cloak screams and all the kids pop out because Cloak is re-empowered
1: yeah (laughs) and Molly says presto Uh, and that apparently took a lot out of um, Tandy because
0: she's asking if everyone's okay, but she's also really out of breath. Yeah, she's got, like, the puff clouds coming out of her mouth. hmm And Chase is not happy because he says, you sent us to hell. And Gert's like, how about we don't? Because we don't really need to, like, have any more needless fights. Let's not do this. You know, kind of, where do they go from here? And Cloak says, the only thing are kind dreads dialogue (laughs) gotta do some talking so 29 minutes later (laughs) after the whole explanation
1: yeah with a star wipe one star wipe later yeah yeah
0: so lieutenant flores is the bad guy and he's an agent of the pride and you know they need to take down
1: everything yeah
0: yeah they need to take down the pride but uh you know alex as alex puts they're not quite earth's mightiest heroes yet uh but dagger's friends with black widow and she might she be offers, able to help yeah she offers to put alex in touch with captain america and he immediately has a fanboy moment mm-hmm. and it's also like a lifeline cloak says okay you're not safe here we're going to take you to new york with us while we get this all sorted out so which yeah, Chase which says, a great absolutely idea. not. <laughs> it's a great idea. Too bad Chase hates it. Yeah, um, and Alex explains, Chase, these guys are heroes. And Chase yeah. isn't having any of it. I mean, Nico also doesn't think that she could survive if she goes back in. Because she is not doing good. Those purifying daggers really, really did a number on her, apparently. Yeah. And, you know, Gert's like, okay, well, they have
1: our info. So they're just going to give the super people like that information and they'll go after our parents and then it'll all be fine. It'll all be fine. And then we'll be able to return to life as maybe semi normal.
0: Yeah. So, you know, they're like, can we get a pickup in a Quinjet? And Dagger asks, like, where can we find you? And Chase is like, absolutely not. (laughs) Nobody gets to know where our hideout is. Yeah.
1: And, (sighs) And, you know. Dagger does
0: say that, like you know, they're kind of says, "Okay, okay fine. You know, like we've got a plan." Yeah, mm,
1: they're doing okay for like the the situation that they're in, and they get a little bit of confirmation um, from uh,
0: Dagger about that. Yeah, and Carolina's also extremely bummed, and extremely tired, and extremely out of light energy because she had all of it sucked out of her. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's okay. you know, Dagger. Says, me and Cloak didn't have half your guts and street smarts when we ran away from home.
1: But it's, it, it's okay, because Alex is super on board for this plan, and, you know, well, he asked if they can give him a ride somewhere. I was like, no, we'll just hang out and get our juice back for the jump to New York City, and then we'll get this sorted out.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Dazzler, <laughs> Dagger kind of yes. tells them, you know, you're doing a good job. And she says, hang in there, Molly. This is all going to be over soon. And Molly says, thanks. It was awesome to meet you, Cloak and Dazzler. Yeah. <laughs> to which Tandy says, my name is, oh, I hate this city.
1: And Tyrone uh, is like kind of smirking in the background.
0: Yeah, it's really
1: funny. It's, re- it's really funny. <laughs> um, and then we cut to the kids driving because they're super, all super excited that this could be over potentially
0: very shortly. Also very hungry. And yes. Uh, you know, they already had dinner, but they're all feeling kind of sick and also very low on energy. Um, and you know, Molly points out that they won today and her mom and dad always let her eat out after she won at soccer. And And tries to remind her
1: again that her parents are evil, but you know.
0: Yeah. And Alex kind of says, you know what, you're right. Let's let's live a little. And so we cut to the UCLA Medical Center. Uh, where someone is getting a call from an unknown caller, and it ends up being Lieutenant Flores, who is in bed because his he got kneecapped.
1: Yeah, and he's, he's got, got a big his old, leg
0: propped up. Yeah, big old cast or bandages on his leg. I don't think he needed that much, but yeah, sure, who knows? I don't know what who happens. Your kneecap's gone. <laughs> um, nor do I ever want to know. Thank you. Yeah, and he's kind of like grumpy, and he's you know kind of half awake, but. Uh, the person on the other line says, you're the dork who sent Cloak and Dagger after us, right? I'm surprised your parents haven't killed you yet. And he immediately like snaps awake and yeah. asks who it is. And the, uh, answer, the other line says, right now, I'm the only friend you've got. And he's, and he's like, you're one of their children, aren't you?
1: The pride told me that they might have a mole in your gang, but I didn't believe. Why? I haven't got
0: long. I'm on a payphone outside some taco shack and the others think I'm in the bathroom. What do you- Listen, cloak and dagger on a rooftop in Van Nuys, but I'm not sure how much longer they'll be there. Lieutenant, they know about the Pride. How? Doesn't matter. Only thing you should care about is cleaning up your mess. But I'm stuck in the hospital. The Pride shot my kneecap off. Do something. And the next bullet will probably be to your brain. So,
1: intrigue- So, have you all figured out who the mole is
0: yet? Mean... (laughs) It's very unclear. Cloak said one of them had a deep darkness in their soul. Yes. So who knows? I mean, uh, I but, know who it is. <laughs> well, that's <just> yeah. Me. <laughs> but that's spoilers. Yeah. Um, and besides, the journey is half of it, you know, right?
1: Yeah. Um
0: right. it's not about Something the like destination, that. it's about the journey. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Um, uh, but anyway, so half an hour passes. Uh they've taken uh Tandy and uh Tyrone have taken their short rest. They've got some hit dice back. Yeah, um, yep, they do indeed. And so they're ready to go. And, you know, Cloak kind of takes a second to apologize to Dagger because he's like, I was easily duped by the kind of authority you and I always used to question. And then they're literally like about to kiss. Yeah. It's because Dagger like she gets up on her tiptoes. Toes. And she's like, maybe something good will come from. And then they are constricted by a rainbow slinky. Yeah. Cashow is what yeah. the sound effect is. Um. And so <laughs> Mr. Dean says, where is my daughter, you disgusting street urchins? Ugh. And, and uh,
1: the doctor and Dr. Hayes confirm that they don't know. And they're doing a brain scan. They're doing a brain scan. Or a mind scan, yeah, and uh, the the Mister Dean I think has the weird urchiny hair in the back. He says that yes. means that
0: if they don't know, that means they can just get on with the executing. Yes, uh, but they realize that if they kill these people, then more superheroes like there are some superheroes that probably know they're here, and more will ask questions. So maybe they can use their idea of getting rid of someone's memories on these two. Yep. So the Haze's eyes are glowing and uh
1: they consent to that. Cloak
0: and Dagger's eyes also start glowing. Yeah, Cloak and, and Dagger's eyes are glowing and then they start screaming and fall to they the ground.
1: Collapse.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so the Hazes say, they'll wake up confused and disoriented, but they shouldn't remember anything from the last 24 hours. I'll plant a suggestion in their subconscious to make them at- attribute the blackout to binge drinking. That should confuse the little teetotalers Jeez. Okay, so, but the thing is, if they get rid of the last 24 hours, they'll still remember that they were contacted, right? Like, Yeah. seems uh, like I I a little...
1: This is a little slapdash, but... Either way. I mean,
0: Mr. Stein acknowledges that and says, we haven't cut it that close since the Wonder Man incident a few (laughs) years back. We're just lucky our deep throat called when he or she did. Yeah. And they also speculate why their mole didn't contact them directly and what they hope to gain. Yeah. And they don't know who the mole is. And then we
1: cut back to all the kids. Um. And old ready lace, to go back in the cave. Ready the to hostel. go back in the cave with tacos. It's good.
0: Yeah, old lace has a taco bag in her mouth. Mouth. It's very good. Except for there's a mole. Yeah, Molly's got a piggyback ride, and that is the end of that. Yep. Indeed, it is. Indeed, it is.
1: <laughs> no, I really like those issues a lot. They, I like cloak and dagger in them. I think that gave a little bit of different flavor to the book. Not that I didn't like it before, but I really liked cloak and Dagger's dynamic um, yeah. i don't know a whole lot about cloak and dagger but i really liked what i read here so
0: yeah no it was really good and i think um you know i think it was really good to have superheroes that had been runaways like yeah. be the ones like that was a really good call and like i said it gave a little bit more of like a traditional superhero comic vibe to this like interstitial arc after and we need I we needed something like that was a little bit more lighthearted and less drama heavy because the last Topher was extremely drama heavy and then
1: Oh yes. So Yes indeed. But yeah, I really like that. So that was the little cloak and dagger interlude we got going on here. But that brings us to the end of our episode, or to our end segment of our episode, this or that. So you all know how that works or should know how that works by this time and it is my turn to click on these
0: as you as you look so this or that is a segment where we have two comics that we get from you our lovely listeners and try to describe which one is better usually from like some kind of prompt which uh just based on the covers alone not knowing anything about what's inside them
1: Yes, and I clicked on these and I have the, uh, I have the rare ability here to kind of know a little bit what's going on in these. Um, Like, I don't know the plots at all of these books, but I do know (laughs) kind of slightly what they're about. Maybe a little bit. Um, So this will be fun. Um, So the first one is... He, uh, an AfterShock comics put out of, like both of these. So
0: yeah. So um, this is just one... which which comic from publisher AfterShock is better? Is the prompt?
1: Yeah. Okay. The first one is Insects with a big X.
0: Yeah, it's spelled and it sex like the thing that you do. The app.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely that, and it is um, two ladies in Victorian era garb. Or maybe Elizabethan. I'm not sure.
0: I, I, I'm i not. I'm not too
1: up on. Yeah, that. it's
0: it's kind of like a weird Victorian fusion.
1: Yeah, and they are um surrounded by some bugs and some plants, and they're holding each other, and there's plants growing out of them. Um, and they're definitely uh, ones. One of them's eyes is glowing. It's very interesting, and there's definitely some sex ha- sexy times happening here with these bug ladies. Yeah. Um. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know how else to describe it other than that. There's like yeah, no, these. Uh, a fl- flourish of, like, bugs and, like, there's a honeycomb on the other side of this. And, like, it's just very sexually charged. The second one is a title called Animosity, which has got three, like, claw or blood marks through the O on the page. And it is a little girl who reminds me kind of of Molly slightly. Hmm. um sitting on top of a buffalo, and the buffalo has a like a helmet on it's all like some armor an armored helmet on, and there are some other animals um hanging out a bloodhound is in the uh front here, and there is a tortoise that has a rocket launcher on its back. There is <laughs> a deer that has its <laughs> antlers filled with grenades i almost missed the koala that had uh guns up top and a bandolier yeah and uh there is a i believe a wolf or Or like a coyote or a coyote that's got like a a bear trap maw for a mouth
0: oh uh Uh, yeah um which one has the better story charlie oh man or or what do you even think is going on here
1: I don't know. I mean, I think maybe we're on a dystopian world where animals have become sentient and maybe there's only one person in the world who can understand them. That's that's my thought here. Okay. Because, in any case, the animals are sentient. Yeah. This is
0: number three, by the way, so something has
1: preceded this. Something has preceded this. Now... That seems like it might be the most interesting, a very interesting story. But like, why I can't? Why, just, I, why did they have? Why do the animals have this arsenal? I don't know, but I have to. I don't know. I kind of have to go with these bug lesbians.
0: <laughs> what? What do you think their story is?
1: I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> but do the, wait, do, you need, the, do the, the word need some help on this lesbian, one? Yeah, the words "bug lesbian" just really jump out at me.
0: Yeah. So I one's got a poison ivy vibe. They, they, they yeah, both do. She super does. That's actually like this stuck out to me because of that. And yeah. uh, the the cover is also kind of like trying to emulate Alphonse Mucha a little bit. Um, who did all the like Art Deco portraits with the swir- It's got like the swirly white mm-hmm. uh outlining in the background. Um, pheromones. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. That feels like, like the vibe that the bug lesbians are going for. They're like, really
1: into one another though. Yeah. yeah. Like um
0: if there was a poison ivy that could control plants and a poison ivy that could control bugs and they were in love.
1: Yeah. And also maybe like to,
0: wanted to take it over the world. It almost looks
1: like here's here it almost looks like um the the one that looks like poison ivy. This is my AU. I'm making an AU out okay. of this. Like, it looks like, she looks like Poison Ivy to the point where I believe she could be at some point. And then it almost seems like she has, like, maybe her, her plant and pheromone powers, like, somehow corrupted, like, Catwoman. And she also is a, you know, that's what I'm getting (laughs) out of here.
0: I'm into it. Uh, what if, also, uh, what if she is, like, a fusion of, like, Poison Ivy and Novar? Oh, Lord. Mikey, now
1: I want to read this. <laughs> I'm heavy into that.
0: Because Novor has his cockroach powers and cockroach pheromones, right? Oh, I'm super into that. Oh, man. Or maybe maybe she's like Poison Ivy and Catwoman is gene spliced with a cockroach or something like that.
1: That's like something I run and read. <laughs> like all you had to say to me was all you had you had me at gene splice mikey
0: yeah i think that's (laughs) i mean that's why they're that's why they're doing it right it's like if matt Fraction's sex criminals was instead against like people that are polluting the planet yeah basically man yeah i'm into it i have to check this one out lesbian gene spliced sex criminals who take on polluters it's like it's like the best fusion of like Captain Planet. Yeah, I was thinking that actually, and lesbians, or like Fern Gully,
1: Fern Gully, but lesbians. I'm super into it. That's my choice. Margaret Bennett writes both of these titles, actually. Yes, um, yes. So that's my choice, which probably means that they actually might be good. Yeah, I might have to see what this one's about. All right,
0: <laughs> I feel like so you know that um trailer that Papa linked that was about like the girl fighting illusory giants or giants that may or may not be illusory. That's like kind of what this animosity thing is to me. Like this is like if Molly is in an AU, if Molly rather than having like her powers instead had animal empathy and was in like a walking dead type universe. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, dogs and animals and stuff can't be zombified. So she instead like has granted them the power to fight with her in the zombie war. Mm-hmm. Is is what I'm choosing to believe is going on all here. Alright. Alright, I got that. But I still think that um Jean Spliced paranormal oh, lesbians are. Like I said, you had to be a Jean Splice. That's
1: only that's all everyone ever has to say to me. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that it's gay and Marguerite Bennett.
0: Yeah, for sure. G- yeah.
1: Gay gay and gene spliced and I'm good. I've been conditioned <laughs> since ever watching. I've been con- conditioned since watching Street Sharks when I was young. Um, so we're ready. Um, also, ready. Uh,
0: there was a conversation I was having in one of the communities I'm in where like, because someone was reading like a sci fi novel that was basically like, written by like a tech bro kind of person. And it was like, this is what would happen in this kind of scenario like if you had the ability to comment anonymously on the internet like all the bad people would go away right um and there was also like uh and my friend was joking because she was like i should have known that this book was going to be ridiculous when they had the ability to do gene splicing and people didn't automatically splice themselves into becoming furries like batman beyond had it right and is the only oh, one hell to get yeah. it. Right. That's like because... one of the things
1: that's like such a good episode of Batman Beyond, too. It really is. Yeah, um, when Terry like turns into the Bat Monster because he gets too yeah. much of an injection. Oh man. Alright. People are gonna know some things about me after this, so let's move on.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't think it was that much of a stretch given no, how y- it... given Shatterstar.
1: I know. But
0: um but anyway. Come on, listen. The nineties animation was like
1: prime that was prime about all of that. That's like yeah. what happened that, that's what happened to me. That's how I was brought into the fold. Okay. They weren't trying to hide it. Um that yeah. anyhow, if you like this if you like this episode <laughs> and other episodes preceding this episode, and perhaps episodes after this episode, if you aren't entirely creeped out by my aesthetic, then please let us know. Um you can write write in to us or if you have questions or concerns um at young at at gmail.com um we have a twitter which is at young ones cast on twitter um we hang out there a lot so that's probably where you can catch us if you really have something you want to say but please if you have a chance um rate and review us on itunes stitcher or um whatever google play lets you do um or whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on yeah and feel free to let us
0: know too
1: yeah Every la- every rating and review helps um more people find the
0: podcast and wow. it would mean a lot to me personally so thank you. Yeah. And to be clear, Char- I don't think Charlie you would not self describe yourself as a furry. That was not <laughs> Absolutely
1: not. No. That was not uh, what was being suggested. And I'm suggested. not saying that I, like I I'm not saying that that's bad. Like yeah. I I love people having self-expression and the way that they want to have that self-expression but i i personally don't identify as a furry i do not have a fursona as one would say um i don't have anything like that but well you've had like stuff
0: sketched for you but it's not yeah, like I've had, anything that you super identify I've had,
1: like with. There, there are just certain tropes that i really like and uh one of them happens to be like some sort of genetic engineering i guess yeah. i'll just say that like yeah. that's like something that I'm like more generally like, like it's like genetic engineering spliced with like some sort of like corruption spliced with like other things like and it is definitely the fall of childhood cartoons that i watch
0: yeah no absolutely so
1: Um, i'm just that's where that comes from so yeah yeah but uh (laughs) other than our podcast if i don't talk about this on my twitter so if you'd like to follow me on genetic ghost (laughs) at twitter um i kind of just I that's where you can find me most of the time. Talking a um, lot about
0: Dark's uh Dark I almost said Dark Souls and I'm like Dark no, Souls that's, that's what I... everybody's been saying.
1: New Mutants Dark Souls let's make it happen people. Um I mean, but I would play that video game or read that comic either way. Um, that's true. Um yeah, I was talking a lot about New Mutants Dead Souls. Um I've been talking about a lot about comics as they come out and all the Marvel announcements that have been happening. Um as of right now if you are interested, our friends over at Battle of the Atom, um, Zach at Xavier Files on Twitter, um, he put together a zine full of a lot of cool X-Men stuff, in which I have a piece inside of. So if you would like to... Yay. Uh, pre-order that zine you get a free mini zine with it if you pre-order it from uh, my good friend thomas um mistake theory on twitter and it is full of x-men memes um no no context x-men no context x-men is his little meme not so much little it's quite got quite a following it's like yeah uh, context x-men uh, panels and that is a free mini zine you get if you pre-order you can get it digitally for a price that you decide you want to pay for it or you can
0: order one hard copy for ten dollars i recommend charlie's doing piece it- and like the, the stuff that they did and coordinated for that zine is top top top-notch so yeah
1: and there's so many good people who are contributed to that so please um if you can get on over there the 27th of march is the cutoff for that so it'll be just outside of this episode airing so go do that yeah how about you
0: mikey i actually i do have a fursona that i commissioned i wouldn't describe it as like my fursona <laughs> but I, it was like i wanted to commission my friend and our our friend, Sub. And so I got a dragon. Well, there you go. That's fine. As you do. As you do. Dragons are cool. Yeah. And I think it's interesting just to, like, be like, draw me as a dragon, you know?
1: Yeah, no. that's a That's a really valid exploration of just being creative. Yeah. So regardless of what you do or do not feel sexually about it, I guess.
0: <laughs> or, like, identity-wise.
1: Identity-wise, exactly like that's a whole thing we're not going to get well, into. Sexual, but anyway. Anyway, Mikey, where can, where can people find you on the internet?
0: Uh, you can find me on the internet at quantum dot dot on Twitter, where I talk about comics and I talk about tabletop role playing games and their design thereof. This past week, I released my first like playable, very very basic version um, of my um, Blades in the Dark slash forged in the dark game, uh, No Place Like Home, which is inspired by Twin Peaks, Silent Hill, Oxenfree, Stranger Things, stuff like that. And it's about um, surreal horror in small communities and secrets and relationships. And so if you would like to find that, uh, it is both on my Twitter or on my Patreon at patreon.com slash quantum dot. It is free to the public. Feel free to take a look and or play it as you would like. I also have a dyslexic accessible version if that's something that interests you or you would find useful. Um, I also have a website at quantum.space dot, dot where you can find all my work. Um, and recently I've been talking about Twin Peaks The Return a little bit because I'm continuing to watch through that, um, finding it very, very interesting because it is a very, very interesting show. Um... And yeah, now fuck. Now I want to play. I want Marvel to like give from software a license to have like a Days of Future <laughs> Past Dark Souls game because that sounds fucking dope. Yeah, I it want does. It. it does. Like Somebody... where you're like finding out what happened. Like you play like someone that's like looking for cable and you're finding out what happened to this world through like all the little like things and there's like a sentinel head. And you're and fighting you're, like, giant. You're like
1: fighting giant corrupted versions of the X-Men, later monsters.
0: Yeah. yeah. That sounds love good. Love it. <laughs> right yeah, down spe- somebody. Speaking of which, um, there was like a rumor thread that came out, so like from soft, I'm not like a huge fan of those or anything, but I really like the world building that they do. Like it's some of my like the way that they handle it is some of my favorite in video games, honestly. Cause I love the idea of like wandering through a world and trying to piece together what happened through like scene building and stuff like that um so there's like a rumor everyone thought their new game was going to be bloodborne 2 but it might actually be like a horror title that's like a spiritual successor to a horror title they put out back in the 90s so it might be like an entirely different franchise than what we've seen from them recently which is pretty cool interesting like spider demons and stuff all right interesting (laughs) okay well Spider demons and street sharks aside, that is the end of the episode. (laughs) Wow, that's a a good, yeah. So thanks everyone for tuning in and bye everybody. (laughs) Bye everybody.